Listen and stream the all-new talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Wednesday mornings, as usual, we have a very exciting program on the pulse with the president of the Supermarkets Association, Rajiv Dipti. And of course, he's uh, once again joining us today for all of our listeners. Of course, during the course of the program, as we discuss uh, diverse issues, uh, you can interact with us as well with your call 627-3223-625-2257 and your messages on WhatsApp 306-1065. So, Rajiv, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Govin, and good morning to all our listeners on Freedom 106.5 this morning. On The Pulse, we have a very special guest joining us this morning. Um, and she is none other. You know, this month in March is International Women's Day. So for this month, Govin, we'll be featuring some very strong women in Trinidad and Tobago. And this morning, we have a very special guest, a friend who has been a businesswoman, a philanthropist, and a former member of parliament. Uh, I'd like to welcome Miss Indra Sinanan. Good morning. Morning. Morning to you and morning to your host and morning to the listening uh, audience out there. So welcome, Indra, and thank you for being with us this morning. You know, um, it is International Women's Month. Um, you're someone I recall having a very, um, my, one of my first experiences was when we did flood relief in 2018 in Sangri Grandi. We would have partnered then with the Sangri Grandi Chamber of Commerce, and you would have been one of the leading lights who would have carried us to the areas that needed relief. Um, you would have done your own relief efforts, and it was one of it was one of my own first experiences with women who were deeply involved in civil society organizations, and you yourself very active on the ground. Can you tell us what what inspired you to get involved um, in in these um, social organizations? Well, first of all, let me back, let, let's back up. Let me once again thank you. As every time we chat, I say thanks to you because the support you gave us then and continue, I mean, a lot of homes felt that happiness. So thank you again for that. And as we go forward now, I would like to say that it is indeed a pleasure to share my experience this morning. What inspired me to do that and what encouraged me was from my family, my family background. I have learned a lot from my parents. I looked at them, you know, things they did. I learned from them. I heard the conversation. I met the people. And the little experience I had with my father in those days in the 70s, having a shop, I was able to build relationship get to understand the culture, the nature, the environment. And in the East, we have a lot of low-lying areas. And what you saw then was just another project. So I had the opportunity to get up as usual and get going and mobilize a few friends and business colleagues. We worked through the Sandy Grandi Chamber of Commerce. We partnered with the Rotary. We partnered with Red Cross, we partnered with individuals and we went out there. We entered homes, we touched lives. 
we had uh, business associates as far as um, south facades uh, the supermarket we had market association and we went out there and did what we had to do and it was you know key what was happening and uh, i must say that a lot of the people who were really hit by the flood appreciated whatever assistance they could have gotten i mean we had a businessman in sandy grandy who had a tenant just moved out and it was a bank and he gave us the entire building and he said go ahead stock it and use it and we had it for three months so we got support from all around and i would like to add that we had a lot of support from women i don't know if you're, you're aware of the fact rajiv that a lot of the businesses on the east west corridor are family oriented their moms and pops shops and a lot of them are driven by women so it was you know kudos to them it was it was really encouraging to see women coming out and men like yourself and others but that was an experience you know while you don't really want to see another flood or feel or experience it but whenever we have a disaster we do have people who step up to the plate and thanks to all of the corporate support that we would have gotten you know and that inspiration is something that would never go away because you know when you're born and grow in that you really can't help it but get out there and continue to do Yes, very true, very true. And this is something that you would have done in November as well last year when there was nationwide flooding, I recall, um that you were very Yes, yes. And you Yeah, know, we did it last year. Continue in between the year whenever there's a an opportunity, you know, to serve not just uh, you're you're coming in and out uh, any other time that your, okay your audio is breaking up a little bit um could be your signal probably i'm only way out in grandy so you can imagine <laughs> <laughs> um you know you've been a very vocal since i've known you indra you've been a fierce advocate for women in the workplace you've not just been someone who's involved in um disaster relief efforts but you've been somebody who's been a very strong advocate for gender equity and yes. equality in not just in the workplace but in society can you and you know anyone who knows you knows that you are someone who will remain very vocal and remain very strong and very committed to the efforts can you tell us a little bit more about that Well again you know you're quite right but I I stay quiet and get the work done um again a lot of it came from my mother they were affected me I looked you know when I sit in fact I used to sit with my dad and my grandmother and I would hear the story and when I heard that I felt no I was duty bound to continue the legacy of what these people started uh, my grandmother and, and might be the opportunity to say to you the right time my grandmother lost her husband and she had like the average family 
she had these six children to look after. And immediately, the eldest one being nine years, my dad. And she couldn't go back home because she was, she was once told, if you have to come back home, you have to put the kids in an orphan home. And she said, no way. And my grandmother stood by, struggled with her children until, I mean, the history is there now to prove that all of her children did well. And she said no. And she started she started by selling papers a couple of years before she passed away in her 70s she was still selling papers and she did well her children and her daughter the eldest child picked up from her mother also and started a business in woodbrook my aunt today they're one of the leading fishing agents in the caribbean right and they, they supply all the fishing equipment. Um, I mean, it's not an opportunity to promote. But I'm saying when you are inspired by women like that, when I sit and I hear my mother and, you know, the struggles they've had and what they did and where they... I mean, my mother was one of the foundation members of the Friends of Sandy Grandi Hospital, one of the foundation mother of the Indian Women Association of Trinidad and Tobago with the then... Helen Magwan Singh and Claudia Hughes, which is Cipriani's daughter, you know, granddaughter, I think she was. So there are so many women who have inspired me that I feel till this date that I am duty bound to also try and inspire other women. And I, I think you've done an amazing job inspiring other women. When I think of the Chamber of Commerce and the women that have emerged from the Sangre Grande Chamber, the Rotary Club that you were involved in, not to mention several other initiatives like the, um, as you say, the the hospital, the, the Friends of, and also the Friends of Toko initiative. How do you balance your time with this as well as being a successful businesswoman? I think it's all about family support and, you know, my entire family. When my parents was alive, we, we worked together, both children and father, a mother and going to school. And, you know, even up to now, uh, the support of both my, my children, my sister and my brother, you know, we, let's just say the business is structured. I am not retired, but I work at my own pace and time in the family's business now. And I get up and once my family's okay and they're all off to work and all that, I sit now and start doing that. This is what makes me Indra. For those who knows me, I love to get out there and do things. I would have like 10 or 15 calls a day trying to get something done. And I would call them back or if they missed the call or, you know, try to assist in whatever way I can. You know, there's that saying that when you love something, continue it you'll be doing the best you can if you do something that you don't like it will never be successful and one of my passion is for entering homes and touching lives and i get a happiness i get joy by seeing the smile and looking at someone distressing rajiv there's no other feeling when you genuinely help someone with nothing in return and i i've seen i've experienced that with you when we've collaborated several times across the years on several initiatives and really provided 
relief efforts in several to several households. I mean, there's so yeah. many, there's so many ways that we've that you have inspired other persons to help um, yeah. with not just relief efforts, but literacy efforts, but with yeah. um, so many ways. And you know, a lot of people. Um, they wear it as a badge of honor that they've worked with you and that they've learned from you and you are somebody who constantly gives back and that is just something that that distinguishes you amongst your peers. Yes, yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, you know. And I want to also mention that this type of work, some corporate companies, when they take the time and they go out there and they find the, you know, women who in general they always step up to the plate and I wanted to say like even this weekend Sunday going we partnered with Friends of Toko Sanigrand we partnered with the NGO named uh, the Ambience Project and they are from South Trinidad and they came up we went to Toko and we did a clean up on the beach you know just an environment project where we collected 87 bags of trash. Now, mind you, this place was cleaned three days before with by CPEP. But this was just garbage that accumulated two days after. And they also came out and they joined forces with us and, you know, thanks to them. And we got a corporate company to help us with light refreshments. And it, the project was really, you know, I want to say it was really touching people couldn't believe you know we were walking around to cars and giving them a garbage bag and then we were standing there and they were just eating and pelting bones on the ground stereotype plates on the ground and these young people women a lot of girls came out students came out we had close to 90 people volunteers coming out you know 45 from south and they couldn't believe what they saw and the women in particular no one was embarrassed to walk around and pick up garbage because there was a pride and joy in doing what we had a mark and set out on that day to do. So again, you know, when you like something, it gives you that energy to go the next day and get something else done. It doesn't stop on one project. Um, we have to go to a short commercial break right now. And when we come back, we'll elaborate on some more of these ventures. Is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back, Freedom 106.5 FM. We continue our discussions on the pulse with Rajiv Dipti and special guest, businesswoman Indra Sinanan. Yes, welcome back. And for all our listeners this morning, we have uh, one of our friends, Indra Sinanan, who is a businesswoman, philanthropist, and a former member of parliament. Indra, as a former member of parliament, you've literally redefined what civil service in society means. And I think anyone who's worked with you can attest to that. Can, can you tell us a little bit about how you've paved this path um, in, in civil service society? Well, to start with, I wanna say I come behind other strong women in politics there are lots of and i'm very happy and let me take the opportunity to say that trinidad and tobago right now i would say we stand out in the caribbean with um women at our front like forefront we've just had another the second um you know another woman 
uh, as president, we've had speaker of the house, we have leader of the opposition, we've had United Nations, one of the highest offices that any government can appoint to an overseas, which was by um, Ms. Beckles. The, the politics, I want to say, Rajiv, I am a woman uh, in the fourth. We've had a woman prime minister also, but I'm happy that that has happened. With me in my area, I want to say to you as you talk about politics, uh, we all have our political preferences. We all believe in policies from different, um, under different governments or different parties. I believe in mine, you believe in yours. Someone else would believe in yours, in theirs. But in my area, what I did is I reached out to areas, you know, like I never really been appointed a, a member of parliament when I won the seat. I was not interested in any office work. I, do, I, I didn't go there for that. My thing was being on the ground with the people, staying in the, in, 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 within my area, the touch base for them from Matla to, to Valencia. I have done probably only in a short space of time. I mean, I was the person behind that Valencia bypass road. I started the project when I was in office. Unfortunately, I was not there to cut the ribbon. It was cut under a different regime. But I would say working in Tokusani Grandi, touching base with the women, I had an open door policy. I met new people, I made new friends, and it was an experience. And probably it was that part of life of which I had to go through myself. And I have no regrets. I have no regrets because I was a people person, I still am. And I hope to God I would continue to be like that where I'm easily accessible. I have women who today will still call me and we will talk, you know, whatever I can do to help them and however I can help them. So it was an experience. Um, I have worked with small groups at that point in time, which I continue to work with, empowering the women, trying to show them, you know, like little courses. One of, one of my flagship projects, which I was really happy about was I remember going then to the then prime minister and um, we met during parliament where we, I met in his office at the White House and he said, he said, sir, you know, Mr. Prime Minister, I would like to open a technical school in Sandy Grandi where the less fortunate people who really can't go to A-levels, especially women, and the people coming from the courts or Tamana and things like that. He said, so what did you, what, what you look at? And when I said that, he said, but I will take a little time and, you know, let us um, look for land space. And I said, no, sir, I don't have that kind of time. I am limited. Why don't we start with one classroom with 40 students? And, you know, immediately um, I was sent to Mr. Ken Julian and at and, and, and that time, um, because that fell under him. We opened this technical, I think up to recently, it was, what, 1,200 students passed through that technical school. A lot of nurses, young girls, people who now at the ERH, who have moved on to Mount Hope, who have gone off to Mayara, all these health centers, little guys, you know, 
fellows who would have been on the block, they also learned plumbing and masonry and things like, you know, it, it was an experience. So I am quite contented that in a short space of time, politically, since you asked me about that, that I was able to make an impact in over 1,200 students who I am sure today have a family and is actually taking home a salary, or if not, and they are working on and off, are in a better place. So it's all about what you want to do. And when given the opportunity, and today I can say full and to you, with full respect that women in Trinidad and Tobago have realized they've gotten up, smell the tea and coffee, and uh, are not waiting on anybody else. There are a percentage of women who are still dominated by men and abused and, you know, not allowed to go out. But a lot of the women in Trinidad and Tobago, and thanks to all the policies that governments would have put in place that, you know, move women to another level as we continue to do. So, you know, that's a little piece of it. We could go on and on. That that is that is something that when we that when especially when we reflect upon um you know your service as a as a member of parliament that we hear a lot of good things from persons who had built relationships during your time in as an MP. And then further to that, um, in the service that you would have, because we, I know that you're very passionate about equality in politics. You've highlighted the women that have made ways. And I mean, that's very cognizant, particularly today where, where there's still a high level of perceived inequalities in terms of opportunities for women. Is that something you would agree with? Of course, I, to me in politics term, or political term, sorry, equality is one of the foundations for democracy. It, it is based on the belief that all people should have the same opportunity for life, for a happy life. Equality to me is linked, uh, let's say, to the, the, the ideal that is success-based for a person's effort, because if not, they would have no social status. You understand? I also believe that ongoing conversation highlights this, whether equality is enough. If it is indeed, or instead we could look towards equality probably as better principle for progress in society. And, and that's why I, I, I feel personally that you know, there are some women, I don't know if you're aware of it, but 63% of the women up till 2022, you know, 63% of the women, as against it was 69% of men in certain parts of the world in the workplace. But I want to say that Trinidadian women, we are go-getters. We know how to get up and go. Uh, there are some women who struggle, of course, you know, um, but it's about what you can make out of what was given to you and all of the opportunities. The reality, the equality, you know, the, the liberation. To me, equality-based versus equality-based solution is two things that we, we, we need to really look at. 
a, a lot of women in NGOs have credited you with helping them get started. I know that you've put support groups in place to ensure that women find opportunities, not just in the workplace, but in their domestic settings as well, and also to prop up those um, perceived lack of opportunities to create opportunities for 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 women so i i know that the that a, a lot of ngo groups today um um they they credit you with 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 that so i i think that you're doing um an excellent job can, can you tell us a little bit more about how it is you how it is you you help these women to find their voice with it well firstly um okay let me give you one example I remember a couple of years ago, and it's not just about um, helping them, leaving them, it's walking the talk with them. I remember a couple of years, that's way many years before I became an MP. And I'll give you one example. Um, they wanted to do the market, and I was then, what, president of the chamber at that time, and the market people were being, you know, told different things and some going and getting information as against the other. I went to them, uh, you know, because they keep coming to me. I said, let's, let's structure this. I had them form a market vendors association. I took them to Ramesh in those days. Uh, he did it free for the Sandy Grande vendors, free of charge, Ramesh uh, Lawrence Mirage. And he formed the association, which helped them to have a united voice so they could have then approached the corporation so that they can have better arrangements, things can be put in place. Of course, you would be there to guide them, but you cannot be involved. You're not superhero to be involved in every community group. And a couple of years after it fell, you know, it fell on the side when one person had left to move on from being a vendor to a business person. And recently we started talking to them to revamp it for them so that they themselves so it's little things like these uh, there are a group of women on the north coast who have been speaking with recently and little communication in that there are two ladies who recently contact me who is closing down a store and they would like to donate their items to less fortunate so we are partnering with this little group on the north coast where we would take the items up to them and they would have a day where the people could come in and see, well, what fit who. So it's not only about getting an office work. It is actually going on the ground and seeing what we can do to help these women. There's some women who, there's so many programs. There's a hundred and, a hundred and, I think, I don't know, there's 13 or 22 programs out of the government. And a lot of people don't know how to access these programs through social welfare, the all different ministries. For help, it's not about giving a hamper. It is about teaching them to live. Show them how they can apply for the disability. Show them how they can apply for the grant for the student, the lady who house burned down, and they can get a grant to buy the books, you know. So there's so many little things i alone cannot do it i am getting older but we are actually going to be putting a call out there now to get more young people involved women in particular 
so that they can come on board. We can use an um, use sorry an organization where we would have an open day, um, and we can you know educate them. Well, look, okay, this is how you fill this form. This is what you do. You could go to this ministry. I'm trying to speak with some lawyers and some nurses, and when they do a medical, you know, like twice a month. We have a medical check just in the heart of Sandy Grande. So somebody passing to check their pressure. So we, we get lawyers to give a half day. We have like 10 of them right now in a group and we want to get them to give a half day per month so they can give free advice for domestic violence. You know, simple little things, what they can do when they go to the police station and they make a report, what is the next step, what is this? Women are, at, they have a, craving appetite out there for advancement. Yeah, we have but to take a short commercial break right now, but when we come back, we're going to discuss some of these um, ongoing projects and some future projects, particularly with respect to senior citizens. So when we return... Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back, Freedom 106.5 FM. We continue on discussions with On The Pulse, Rajiv Dipti, of course, third generation a businessman and a supermarket operator and president of the Supermarkets Association and special guest today, Indra Sinanan, businesswoman, philanthropist and former member of parliament. Thank you, Govin. And Indra, as we return to the conversation, um, I know that you have current projects ongoing right now and you have a very exciting initiative um, as it pertains to senior citizens. Um, care to share more? Yeah, it's first Rajiv, it's Indra Sinanan and I do carry it's Uja Marat. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, sure. right. So one, one of the projects that um, we're looking at for senior citizens, in fact, we were looking around to see if we can find a a, a ground floor due to the mobility, you know, to make easy access for them. And we were thinking strongly, in fact, putting things in place where we can have a place that a senior citizen, I'm not saying for a, as a home, but where seniors, retired people can come together. They can have a conversation. We can have drafts. We can get a, a hairdresser to volunteer one day and wash their hair and style it. We can have someone come and show them how to use a computer. Now, I know there was talk, and I think there was a center which the government was looking in terms, if I'm not mistaken, one was earmarked in, I think, Arima, if it was open and one. But right now we have none. But of course, location is is a tough um, decision because anybody who have wrong to Sunny Grandy, you're talking about good commercial space, so that is out of the question. But that's a project that we've been talking about. We also would like to get a senior citizen or two per month, where a group of us can visit them at home and spend some time with them, hear some of their concerns, see how we can help because. We reach out to people, we reach out to young people, we reach out to women, but for some reason or the other, we forget these seniors who have toiled the soil for us to be where we are today. So this is a quality of life project that really involves in re-energizing senior citizens, if I'm to understand it correctly. 
I don't even yes, but I don't want to go so far because it's at the the first stage of discussion and what we can do. Because you see, with senior citizens, there's a challenge. You just cannot go to any one of them. We, you know, you have to be careful about the medical records. Um, we may not be able to go around. You don't know what are some of the challenges we're going to meet. But the idea is to have a location, and we are going to have it mobile, moving around, you know, so that we can say next month or next two weeks, we're trying to do it twice per month, we want to go to Rampanalgas, and we will visit some of them. Then the following month, we can have it on wheels, and we move to another area. But that is a cost factor. So if we cannot get a location, because I'll tell you why. A lot of people have their loved ones at home and they go to work to make an honest day's work. Who's bringing them? Who's transporting them? And then we don't want to take up a senior citizen and they're out here and they forget that they have the medication at home. So we're looking at the pros and cons and what will really work. Is it that we visit certain senior citizens who are not able to come out? And of course you have to get approval from family. You have to get you know, to ensure that the medical records permit us to have some level of, of intervention with them, you know, or communication. So there are several projects on the stream, you know, but as we do that, we are still doing other small um, projects. So that is one of the flagship. Another one that we want to do is called a soup day, where we set up shops. And we, again, be mobile. And we invite other NGOs. So we may have the Lions. We can invite the the, the, the Bankers Credit Union. We can invite the PTSE workers. We can invite the Guayco school teachers. Everybody can get a day twice per month. We set up and they say, okay, we're coming. Okay, so there might be a boys club or a female club from South or from Port of Spain who say we coming up next weekend and they make soup, they bring everything. We want no money, no money involved. We know you know, we're not accepting to say we want cash. So if we cook in our soup, somebody supply the provision, somebody supply the fish, somebody supply a tank of gas, and we set up shop and we make the soup. We can do it today in the in the city for the persons the less fortunate, or we can say we move in into our area tomorrow. So there's several little projects on the pipeline. Uh, another one of the projects we're looking at is a thrifty shop where we don't want money, but you bring something and you take something. A lot of people have items. Some of them still have the tags on it. Some, some people have clothes that they've worn only once or twice. But where do they give it to? They put it in a bag and they give somebody and the person don't have, they use four items out of it. And the rest go to waste. So we're looking at also having that on mobile. But again, it's a cost. Just a, the only thing we have to probably do now is look at how we're going to get this mobile. Is it that we're going to do racks? Is it that we're going to go with a, a, a truck? You know? So there's a lot of, as I said, talk on the table. But in the meantime, we will do small projects, but we want to do a couple of flagship projects. And that sounds very, and those sound very promising, um, in particular, 
um, with the initiative for seniors. Uh, Govin, have you have you have you come across anything like that in in um, uh, recently? I, I can't recall such an in initiative. Um, from my recollection, no, but it definitely seems interesting. I mean, um, I'm sure many persons may be interested in attending or even uh, lending their support in one way or the other. Well, we may call on you as one of six to say, okay, <laughs> definitely. You know, yeah. We can you come up, you bring your stuff. And you know what? There's a lot of people out there. Listen, guys, gone are the days where people think. Go, yes, I believe in going to a temple, going to a church, and doing all of that. But that's not the only place to pray. That's mm -hmm. not the only place to display your feelings to God. You don't have to pack a hamper and figure, I have done my part. One hour a month is equivalent to all of the above. So you could say, you know what? I'm going to make a sacrifice. Some people say, they fast for the whole day. But deep within, I don't know what they thought of. You could put aside an hour and say, I coming up to Grandy and I bring in provision. You know what was your contribution? The $60 in gas, your time, and that provision. And if we get five people to do that, so we may have an association, as I said, say, okay, we sponsor in the soup next week, and yeah? we book you. We will provide what we can on this side. And that way you build relationship. The alliance that you build that way becomes friendly also. You have a friend in Puerto Spain, you have a friend in Central. So you know these these groups that come into your area. And I think that's what networking should really do. Don't just say I get up today and I'm doing something and it's you there must be um, people getting together, working together, you see more value. You feel the love better. You can actually enter these people's hearts by the smile on their face. And when you see what other people do, it urges you to do more. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, we're going to go to a short commercial break. And when we return, we'll discuss with her. Is streaming at freedom106.5.com. And we're back, Freedom 106.5 FM, resuming our conversations on, on the pulse. Yes, we're uh, again for our listeners this morning as we head into the final quarter of an hour. We have with us this morning Mrs. Indra Sinanan Oja Maharaj. And she is someone who is very, very um, a strong advocate for for gender equity and women's rights. And Indra, this morning, as we continue our conversation, uh, can you tell us a little bit of, as, as we reflect on International Women's Month in March this year, uh, what is your message for the young women who have to deal with the challenges of not just equal opportunities in society, but the challenges at home, in the household, as a mother, as a daughter, how and and how they grapple with those challenges because they have some very strong um feelings that go with that well firstly i'd like to say to severe continue to break ceiling glasses people are talking about let's break the ceiling we've been doing that many many years now let's continue to do that there were women before us who have done it and i am saying to you women the young generation those of the middle-aged those of us who are, let's say, pre-retirement, 
some of them who have retired, life is what you make of it. Do not give up. Keep insisting, I can do it, I can do it. Sometimes you're going to feel down. You're going to feel, God, what am I doing? There's no profit in this. I'm not making a dollar. I'm not doing anything. I'm giving. Listen, God don't like ugly. And all of the good things that you are doing, when that day comes, it's like a report. You do a test and you get your marks. When that day comes, you are going to be given a grade for what you have done. If we continue to empire, uh, inspire women, we will be making a better environment. We definitely will do it. Because equality isn't just nice to have. It must be, it must happen. If we focus on gender uh, equality, and it needs to be part of our everyday social uh, society, the DNA must be there. This is critical to understand the difference. There's a difference between, and 2023, ladies, emphasis is on embracing equality. Remember, there's a difference between equality and equity. Keep going. Don't let anything stop you. You have a dream. Dream. Put that dream into practice. Take 10% out of it and sit down and you're going to get that 50% reality. So don't give up. Keep going. I'd just like to, to, to let you know that if we need, it's not just something we say. It must be something we do, something we can write about. It must be something we need to think about. Okay, we know the value and we embrace it. If we believe in it, unconditionally it means creating an inclusive world and if we do that you're going to get the support from other women we can all challenge gender stereotypes we could call out discrimination we could draw attention to biasness and we could seek inclusion i say to you women collectively we have the drive. We, we have the drive to face the challenge. From grassroots action, ladies, to wide-scale momentum. We can all embrace each other and be equal. Do not let anybody stop you from your dreams. Of course, we have to be very careful. You don't get up and dream something and start, and you lose everything. You lose your moral support. Forging, ladies, in closing, I'd like to say forging gender equality isn't limited to women solely fighting for the good fight, right? There's an alliance which is incredible. It's also important for the social, probably economical, cultural, and political advancement of women. Live your dream. Think it through, get involved. If you find the environment you are in very toxic, walk away from it. You will only hurt yourself more. Everyone, everywhere, have a part to play and you can play your part. This is what makes us women so unique. 
And let me just say to the men, we women were born with a special nature, and that is to reproduce. We were created probably a bit different from men, where the feelings, our gut instinct tells us more. Give us that chance. You have been doing it. You have been giving women a chance. We have been matching and reach. I mean, we have this our Trinidadian sister who is out in space. You know, I mean, where else? We're not talking about an American. We're talking about I, I, it slipped me with her name, but I think it's um, I'm trying to remember her name offhand. But we can do it. We can do it. We have all these icons who have made it on the national stage. We can do it. Collectively, we can all forge positive change. Don't give up. You will be, we are going to be um, starting our little social, you know, media with Facebook. And, you know, if you want to get more involved with Friends of Tuku, Sandy Grandi, you know, you just follow us. We are about, right now it's being done, all the IT work. And, you know, you can come on board with us, share your thoughts. If you have anything to contribute mentally that we can put together in packaging our projects, you're welcome. I would okay? just like to so, add from my personal experience in working with Indra that her attitude and her values are very inclusive. And I, I I want to echo what she's saying because a lot of our values emanate from the household where women usually set the tone for the attitudes, norms, beliefs, and values that we carry out into society as men and young women. And that it's they really represent the fabric of society. So I think that this message of supporting and building and creating strong um, women is something that really goes a long way, much further than we can imagine, to creating um, a more stable, a more functional, a more um, ideal society. So, Indra, I would like to thank you on behalf of myself and our host for being on the show with us this morning and sharing with us a lot of your um, you know, endeavors, a lot of your ideals, a lot of your projects, a lot of your thoughts as we Thank end you, this morning segment. So over Thank to you. Thank you for 106. Yes. So Govin, over to you. Thank you so much, Rajiv. And of course, that's a very special guest. And we look forward to, of course, making ourselves available to Rajiv and uh, Miss uh, Indra and the entire team for all of these initiatives. So definitely keep us uh, in the loop in terms of the development. So that wraps up our special Thank segment. You. Okay, thanks again. That wraps up our special segment. Of course, on the Pulse, and be sure to join us each and every Wednesday right here on Freedom 106.5 FM for more riveting, insightful discussions on the Pulse. It happens Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Rajiv Dipti. And we thank our very special guest as well. Joining us today, that of course, Ms. Indra Sidanan Oja Maharaj. Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com.